happy day. This is Dr. Marianne DiOrio, novelist and life coach, welcoming you back to our popular podcast, Winning with the Word. We've been on hiatus for several weeks, but the Lord has now redirected me to resume our podcast, even though our blog has been discontinued. So I am very, very excited about what God has in store for us. Today, I'm going to be starting a new series titled The Power of Faith. And these are our foundational scriptures. You may wish to jot them down so that you can meditate on them and memorize them. The first one is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Mark chapter 10, verse 27. With men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, sometimes in order to define something, it's better first to define what it is not. So let's look at what faith is not. Faith is not hope. Hope is always in the future. Faith is always now. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is. <clears throat> For example, hope says, I believe I will get healed someday. Faith says, I am healed now. Hope says, someday I will be debt free Faith says, I am debt-free now. Kenneth Hagin, an evangelist who lived a couple of decades ago, would always say this, if it's not now, it is not faith. Let me repeat that. If it is not now, it is not faith. Hope is believing that God is going to do something. Faith is believing that God has already done it. Remember, when Jesus died on the cross, his last words were, It is finished. What was finished? The whole plan of salvation, the healing, the forgiveness of sins, the provision. It was all finished. It was done. And it still is done. And it is by our faith that we receive what has already been done by Jesus Christ. Okay, so we've taken a very brief look at what faith is not. Now let's dig a little more deeply into what faith is. And let's go back to Hebrews 11.1 1 again. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The Moffat translation translates it like this. Now, faith means that we are confident of what we hope for, convinced of what we do not see. And the New English translation puts it like this. 
Faith is giving substance to things hoped for. Well, what is substance? Plain and simple, substance is stuff. It is the stuff you're hoping to receive to meet a particular need. Substance, then, is whatever you need. It could be money. It could be healing. It could be a good marriage. It could be obedient children. It could be a better car, a new job, peace of mind. All of that is substance. Now, here's uh, maybe a simple way that can help you understand the difference between hope and faith. Let's say you're building a house and you have the blueprints. The house isn't built yet, built yet, but you have the blueprints. So your family comes over and you say, oh, I'm so excited. I want to show you our new house. So you pull out the blueprints, but the house isn't built. So you're not showing them the actual house. You're showing them the blueprint to the house. That blueprint represents hope. You have hope for an actual new house. Once the house is built, that house will represent the substance that you hoped for. And how did you get that substance in real life? By faith, you believed that that blueprint was going to turn into an actual house. Another analogy would be this. Faith is like a title deed. So let's say you hold the title deed to your house or to your car. The title deed is not the actual property. If you show me the title deed, you're not showing me the actual house. You're not showing me the actual car. You're showing me your ownership, your title deed to that property. But it's as good as property legally. If you showed that to a judge in court, then that would legally prove that you own the actual house or the actual car. So with the title deed in your hand, you can legally claim the property as yours. You don't have to wait until a future date for the property to be yours. The property is yours now. The title deed proves it. Well, the Bible is our title deed to the promises of God. And when we have faith in the Bible, we can legally claim whatever promises in the Bible that Jesus died to give us. We don't have to wait until a future day for the property to be ours, for the promise to be ours. It is ours now because we hold the title deed. How did we get the title deed? By being born again, by accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. And when we accept him as Savior and Lord, we receive him and everything he is. We receive him and everything he is. So we don't have to wait for the future to see, to be healed. We don't have to wait for the future to know that we have provision. Now, we may see it manifested a little later, but we have it now in the spirit realm. And I'm going to get into that a little bit later because that's a very important point. So you may be saying, oh, come on, Dr. Mary Ann, my husband and I fight every day. My creditors are calling me on the phone, begging for payments. My blood tests indicate there's disease in my body. What are you trying to tell me? Well, let me give you a little lesson on eternal time, and it might help 
to explain what looks like a contradiction in your mind. Our bodies live in a temporal world with a past, a present, and a future. We live in time. We live in a timeline. Now, time is inside of eternity. Picture it that way. Picture eternity is a big circle and time is a line inside eternity. And God created that line to enable us to live in the natural world because the natural world is controlled by time. But God, however, lives outside of time. And where he lives, which is called eternity, there is no past, present, or future. There is only now. That's why God calls himself, I am. He doesn't call himself, I was or I will be. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. So God told Moses to tell the people of Israel that the God of the now had sent him to them. Now, get excited. Here's some really good news. Our born-again spirits live in the same world that God lives in. We are connected to that eternal world through our spirits. The world our spirits live in has no past, present, or future. It has only the now. Therefore, everything in the eternal world, the eternal realm, is ours now. What is in the eternal world? All the substance that we need, healing, prosperity, peace, harmony, freedom, freedom from debt, freedom from fear, etc., etc., etc. Now, let's talk about this substance a little bit more. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Another word for substance, besides the word stuff, is receipt. So faith is your receipt for what you're hoping for. Let's say you bought a friend a sweater for her birthday, but the sweater was too large. So when you bought the sweater, you saved the receipt just in case you would have to return the sweater. So you now take the too large sweater back to the store with the receipt in your hand and you show the sales clerk the receipt and she gives you a smaller sweater. The receipt is proof that the sweater was paid for. The Bible is your receipt that everything you need was paid for. Everything, your healing, your finances, your forgiveness, your good marriage, everything was paid for by Jesus Christ, by his blood. So when the devil challenges you with sickness, you show him your receipt and you say, it is written, Satan, that I was healed by the stripes of Jesus. Look right here on this receipt. It says that my healing was paid for by the blood of the lamb. So get out of here. When the devil challenges you with unpaid bills, show him your receipt and say, look right here, devil. My receipt says that God supplies all my needs. And look more closely. My receipt is signed with the blood of Jesus. So get your hands off my money. It's mine, not yours, and I won't let you have it. You may be thinking, boy, she's really mean to the devil. Isn't that dangerous? Let me tell you, it's dangerous not to be mean to the devil. He is the only one to whom you can be mean. You have authority and power over him if you have been born again in Jesus Christ. But it's not your meanness that gets him to flee, the devil. It's the word of God spoken in your mouth, the sword of the spirit that gets the devil to run away from you in terror. James chapter 4 verse 7. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, 
and he will flee from you. I'm going to stop there today because I've given you a lot to digest. And next time, we're going to pick up on how to receive from God all that Jesus died to give us. Before I close, I want to let you know about a series of four group coaching sessions I'm going to be doing via Zoom titled, The Bible as the Way to Your Success. In other words, How to Find Success the Bible Way. If you are interested in more information on these Zoom coaching calls, you can write to me at drmarianne at mariannediorio.com and I will be happy to send you more details. We will be discussing how to handle emotions like fear, anxiety, worry, guilt, anger, shame, etc. Many people today are being harassed by these negative emotions and a lot of believers are too, especially anxiety and fear about the future. So join me in this series of four wonderful coaching sessions. There will be time for questions and answers at the end, and I will give you biblical truths that will help set you free from the bondages that are keeping you a slave and that are keeping you from fulfilling your destiny in Christ. As I close, remember that Jesus loves you just as you are and just where you are, and he will help you to keep on winning with the word. (music) 